0: Jacob Burrows here. Don't worry, not here to sell you mattresses, razors, websites, or underwear. Just here to thank our wonderful reviewers on Apple Podcasts, including Java Ghoul, sure Maddie Sachs and Hiragawa. Got a bit of a competition to see if we can get the most reviews in Ireland or the US. The US is just about in the lead, but wherever you're from, I hope you'll enjoy this episode as we brainstorm another hit TV show in just 60 minutes. Welcome to Blank Meets Blank, where ideas are easy and writing is cheap. But don't tell the networks that, because we got it all planned out. We're laying here on our beaches our windy, shitty beaches, because we're not in L.A., not yet, but we're working our way there. And, you know, with this money from our hit television show, I think we're going to be fine. Uh, You know, rem- everyone remembers that one, right? Because it's going to be huge and famous. Uh I'm Jacob Burrows, and with me is my co-writer and co-retired person from writing, because we're now millionaires, Jim Scampoli.
1: That's right, I'm Jim Scampoli and oh my god living the life of luxury peak tv it's been the greatest gift to me all i do is pitch shows and make money
0: yes well we're done with that now because done away daughters has done away with all of that and now we're just gonna be it's easy street from here on out right jim absolutely oh okay so it was fine so we actually don't need to make another show we'll just shut it down though we'll shut down the podcast because we have a hit so so we'll just stop then yeah
1: well, I mean, I don't know. I got, did get a... I got a communique from Hollywood. Uh, seems like female-centered shows are not in anymore. What? So <laughs> it seems like Dunaway Daughters is done. But we even put, uh, you know, the trans character
0: in. Are we really not... Aren't we famous now?
1: They decided to go another way. They're going with the marvelous Mr. Uh, Michaels. Oh, goddammit. Those men
0: always getting in the way. Okay. Well, fine. We'll just do another. It's easy anyway. Writing's easy. It's all cheap, but we'll, we'll do it. Don't tell them that, though. Jim, okay. I guess we'll have to do make another drawing. If this is your first time listening, we do draw two random things from hats and make a television show out of it. It's very easy. And Jim has the Hollywood hat. Uh, would you care to make a drawing?
1: Absolutely. Hollywood, baby. That's me through and through. Let me see. I want to get a good one. I want to get a good one here. Uh, all right. Ooh, do you want to pick yours first or should I reveal? Just reveal it. Reveal it. The
0: Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch? Oh wow. You're gonna have to help me on this one, Jim. I'm not super familiar. Uh um,
1: <laughs> well let me just tell you something about me. Uh it's something I take pride in, is that I've never watched a full episode of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> so
0: now, why did we put this one in? Uh okay, great. Uh no, that's fine. I'm sure we'll figure it out. You quickly Wikipedia the Brady Bunch while I pick something from the Crazy Hats. Yes, the one with all the crazy things in it. Okay, okay, it looks like we're going to be doing The Brady Bunch meets The American Dream. Uh, Ooh, uh,
1: it's almost synonymous, I feel. Yeah, I know,
0: I also (laughs) assume this. Is it not a sitcom? Aren't they all peddling The American Dream? You tell me, you're more American than me.
1: Well, I mean, obviously I still know the basic gist of The Brady Bunch, it's yes, uh... A a woman with three girls marries a man with three boys. And so it is it is a new paradigm, at least for the time, mm. uh, because it's like, apparently, I mean, I don't know. What's the story? Did, did they get a divorce or did their spouses die? <laughs> I guess that's an interesting thing I'd never thought about. But yes, I mean, it's basically products of some sort of divorce or tragedy. Uh, they yes. come together and build a new
0: family. Well, it's Mike Brady, a widowed architect with uh, three sons, And, uh, marries Carol Martin, who herself has three daughters, doesn't say what's up with that, though, if she's also a widow or a divorcee, um... But yeah, okay, in the first season, awkward adjustments, accommodations, gender rivalries, and resentments, and in blended families dominate the stories. So, this is the part of our show where we try to figure out what we're pulling from each of these two aspects. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, Brady Bunch, it's a sitcom, right? I mean, look, I'm very basic oh, yeah. on this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, we're, we're on well, we're on there, and it started in 1969, it went until 1974, not super surprised you didn't watch every episode... Um, but okay. Yeah. What were you going to say?
1: Well, I mean, my girlfriend's younger than me she loves the Brady Bunch and huh. she, puts it, she does put it on sometimes. And I'm always like, I'm, I always make the statement of like, I've never seen a full episode of the Brady Bunch and I shan't be uh, starting now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of what you already said. Yeah. We learned in the first episode, Mike's wife has passed away. However, the absence of Carol's first husband remains a mystery. Huh. Uh, the network wanted her to be a widow because the thought of being divorced was too risque for the times. Uh, but yeah, you don't. Even though we're, it's probably a good thing that we're not like Brady Bunch fanboy aficionados or whatever, because when you pitch things, it's more about the feel. It's it's mm. more about when you're pitching something as like blah blah blah, Brady Bunch meets Die Hard or whatever. Yeah, it's not about knowing oh, every imagine, episode.
0: <laughs> can You imagine if we drew that, Jim, how fun this episode would be? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, no, it's no, you're more right.
1: about. It's more about what that means in your head because it's the mm. shorthand. So, yes, the thing with the Brady Bunch, even though, I mean, looking at it now, it, is, it, it does feel like, oh, wow, for 1969 or whatever when it first uh, premiered, yeah, I have the Wikipedia, so what? Uh, it is kind of revolutionary that the fact that, you know, they can't bring up divorce, but they do want to have these single parents. That's got to mm. be a weird thing. But either way, it, it does, it's the ideal version Of America. That's why it is weird to go with the American dream. But the great thing about that though, is even though it's the Brady bunch meets the American dream. The, the, the reason why that's a perfect pairing is because that means we have to flip it on its head.
0: Well, you You know what I mean? Uh, that makes sense. My first thought was, I know, I know the American dream will, you know, technically be, you know, Oh, declaration of independence, all this nonsense in my head. Uh, I'm like, what about cowboys? Like that's. Uh, <laughs> what about cattle rustlers? What about Little House on the Prairie? Like the dream of going out there into the unknown and finding something. You know, that's an American dream, right, Jim? Or am I crazy?
1: It is, but I feel like when people talk about the American dream, yeah, it's more you're talking about this. The I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go get a piece of the pie. You know, yeah. I'm gonna find my happiness. Right, I, I'm in gonna, the West, the Wild Wild West. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jim I West, desperado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah manifest destiny, of course. no, you're right. uh well, I mean, all right, well, let's start with the Brady Bunch first before we get into the American dream, okay, and we can even maybe point out what uh what what pieces of the American Dream already exist, because the whole thing with the Brady Bunch is that, yeah, um the sexual tension between the stepbrothers <laughs> and sisters, no'm i just kidding
0: episodes focus on typical preteen and teenage adjustments such as sibling rivalry puppy love, self-image, character building, and responsibility. Noticeably absent was any political commentary, especially regarding the Vietnam War. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Cool, 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 cool. Well,
1: it is. I mean, it's about, besides it being a blended family, it, it is about how, like, yeah, there's the mini-drama of just family life, of like, oh, brothers and sisters, and yeah, pre-teen, high school drama, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, it's uh a fairly well-off family they have a nice house they live in a nice neighborhood uh they have a maid uh it's not like i I don't remember i mean again i haven't seen full episodes but i don't feel like there was financial woe episodes of like how are we gonna pay the mortgage Mm. uh maybe i'm wrong maybe it's deeper than i thought but it's just about that stability and about how everyone is kind of for the most part happy outside of The situational comedy, if you will.
0: Yeah, let me throw another curveball at you. Okay, fine, Jim, you convinced me. No cowboys. But uh, American Dream, who made the American Dream? The Founding Fathers, of course. What if the Mm. fathers of our Brady Bunch are the Founding Fathers? And it's kind of like, you know, we're actually building America, but it's a sitcom, maybe.
1: That's tough because you, you start getting problematic with like... Uh, I mean, of course we respect and love the founding fathers, but then what, are we going to shy away from like the atrocities of the time? Hmm. Good question.
0: Uh, I don't know. No,
1: Like, are we going to have slaves on our sitcom? (laughs) Well,
0: Hamilton did it. Like Hamilton did fine. They, they made it modern, like
1: Jim. Well, I mean, at that point then, yeah. Are we going to make the Brady Bunch rappers? (laughs) Are we going to make the founding fathers? uh... Like at least one of them,
0: like. One of the weird. Oh, what if it's <laughs> what if it's an alternate universe where we have all the founding fathers, but it's in modern setting? Or maybe we just take the names of the founding fathers <laughs> and put them in a gay family together. Like now we're not problematic anymore. Like what if it's Jefferson and Hamilton, not them necessarily, but you know someone. And I
1: think you're leaning. I think you're acting like we pulled Hamilton from the hat. Look, I've now, always uh, acted
0: like we pulled <laughs> Hamilton from the hat, and yeah, yeah, you finally <laughs> called me on it. Uh, <laughs> but okay, no, but. We've we've pulled we've pulled uh, the American Dream, but what are we gonna pull from the American Dream, Jim? I'm because it's too vague. We need to pull concrete okay. things from it.
1: Well, real quick, I I want to back it up again, just real quick. So okay, so I mean, obviously, then from the Brady Bunch, we're gonna pull family life. Yes, uh, it is gonna be now. I assume. I mean, I guess we don't have to decide yet as far as financial situation then, as far as is is this a middle class family, is this a working class, is this a poor, upper, you know, whatever. I guess mm. we could figure that out. Yeah. But okay. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be the family life. Uh, There's going to be the uh drama that goes on with that. There's going to be the, the children of different ages. So we can kind of uh take a piece of a little bit of everything, whether it be... The younger kids uh, in elementary school, because you can kind of play to the cute crowd with that. Yeah. uh, Where it's just more like wholesome stuff. But then when you get into either a tweener or potentially like, uh, you know, early teens, you don't want to go too high because you're thinking TV show here. You want to live, you have time to get into high school. So maybe it's like right before high school. So things can get a little bit more melodramatic. Yeah. And then you got to play with the actual relationship. Now, again, I mean, obviously, part of where you want to flip that on its head is, like you mentioned, I mean, this could be a gay couple, uh, and that kind of plays around with that. I'm sure there's been a gay Brady Bunch at some point. I'm trying to think of what...
0: This is the problem with drawing sitcom, I feel, because even if we flip it or do whatever, it has... It's a format that's been turned on its head and moved and shaken around for decades, so it's tricky. I have another curveball for you, though. What about this, yeah. Jim? Like, I already know it's, uh, you're probably not gonna love it. What it's, it's the American dream. You know, let's say that's the title of the show for now. Um, but the main character is called America and their personification of the state of America. Their single parent is Britain and they become estranged. Like, all the characters are countries in the world and the personifications oh, no, I don't know. of those nations. Now stay with me, Jim. <laughs> and we have like we have historical events play out like uh Vietnam World uh, War uh, uh, World War 2. All these things played out, but as personifications and it's through family drama. What do you think?
1: <laughs> this is getting very high concept. I'm not putting it in the no pile yet. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind. Of, I'm seeing the potential for it's sure. Very diplomatic but of you. Yeah, <laughs> I I know we keep. I, I kept putting off the uh, American Dream part, but okay. Yes, I feel like we got some of the basic Brady Bunch things. So let's pull from the American Dream now. I know you're yeah. getting like you're you're def you're definitely getting into the historical part of that. Mm, yeah. uh, I don't feel right. like that's being as true to th- when you say the American dream. But again, this right. could be just because I'm an American. Yeah, w- maybe we we d- do got to think international audiences here too. So there there definitely has to be that point of view on what they see as the American dream. Now, yeah. I mean, the big thing, like like I said, I feel like the American dream is. The pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You come from nothing, and then you get you're, you get a big ass like you don't House. just get a piece of the pie. Yeah. Well, no, I mean you don't <laughs> just get like a little slither. You get a you're thinking when you talk about the American dream, you're getting a big ass piece of the pie. Yeah. Whether that means like you're taking a piece of someone else's pie. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what I'm hearing is the American dream means capitalism. So is that, am I right? Pretty much. Right. In a way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's try to draw capitalism from it. Uh, but yeah, you're an American. Like, tell me what else is the American dream? Cause like, I have no clue, obviously. Uh,
1: well, it is, it's, you know, yeah. Capitalism, big part of it, obviously. Um, and it, it is just, uh, it, it is, I mean, family is a big part of that. It is that you know whether it be your provide you're providing for or your family's being provided for you have a nice house, you live in a nice neighborhood, all those uh, do wells are you know they're out there but they're they're far away and that's that's a good part of it. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so these, it, Wikipedia throws in some things like you've mentioned the upward social mobility of for you know family and children. Uh, and which 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 we achieve through having you know hard work in a society with few barriers. That's the the pie aspect. Uh, yeah. You know, it should be rich and full for
1: everyone. Life, uh, all men are created equal. Yada yada yada. I'm looking, dude, and I don't feel like I'm finding a gay Brady Bunch. Uh, I mean, I'm finding I'm looking at a list of you know sitcoms and TV shows with LGBTQ uh, you know characters, but is this really just that much of an untapped market? I guess it is. Mm. Uh, I mean, of course, modern family like has all the different family characters. And one of them is a gay couple that has an adopted daughter, but I'm not seeing this uh, like version of the Brady Bunch. Now I guess to me, the Brady Bunch, as far as what I watched is more like a show, like step-by-step. Now, again, you're not uh, an American. So I don't, I don't Mm. know if you understand the, the no, relevance of Step by Step, which basically ripped off the Brady Bunch. Right. Let me tell you uh, the, the the premise here. Uh, Frank Lambert, a divorced contractor, has three children. Uh, John, Alicia, and Brendan. Carol Foster, a widowed salon owner, also has ch- three children. Dana, Karen, and Mark. Now, Jim, you're uh, accidentally
0: reading from the Wikipedia for Brady Bunch. <laughs> like, that's the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I well, I mean,
1: the only thing they did different... Is yeah, it's not like the guy just has sons; he has a, a daughter as well, and then right. the lady doesn't have just daughters. Um, so yes, this can work, but I feel like I feel like we needed to be a gay couple. Clearly, okay, because um, that's the American dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's—I mean, it's a whole new paradigm. Yeah, uh, because the whole thing is that's how you play with the American dream. Because you know, as we've seen in media. They're, these are underrepresented uh marginalized people that we haven't seen go through the same i and putting it on tv and playing it out we see that oh my god that's not that different than what what you you'd think the quote normal life would be of the you know yeah. the brady bunch
0: yeah the thing i'm bumping up against as far as sitcoms and and things like that is uh like when we talk about capitalism my thought and as, well as and social mobility as well it's like okay we have like a family of, b- of bums who become millionaires. But then it's like, no, that's Beverly Hillbillies. Like, there's, That's already a thing. But it's kind of the American dream.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it has to be... I don't think you're that overt with it. Because I don't think people... I'm well, I mean, I guess to an extent people do think of it that way. Like, oh, I'll be a bum one day and then I'll be living in a mansion in a year. Uh, I think the, the you're portraying it more as just working stiffs. Working stiffs, work hard and uh that's all it takes as long as you work hard it's gonna work out
0: yeah but that's the problem with pulling both of these because it are like what we're saying that we're gonna pull from the american dream is already in the brady bunch so it's just modern the brady bunch in that case that's why i'm trying to find more concrete things even though they're silly (laughs) to pull from it (laughs) like we need something that is like that's why i was like oh yeah america is a person or, or something like that because otherwise it's just a, a standard sitcom because brady bunch is it well, already has the american dream on, in but the thing way.
1: is but i feel like what you're pitching that it no longer becomes a sitcom it's more of like a drama i mean i guess you could do that sitcomy uh, no, i was i thinking feel that, like i was thinking like
0: maybe it's an animated show they all like wear the, the colors of their flags stuff like that uh that's probably already an anime i think that might be an anime
1: I'm wondering if they, like, run a theme park or something.
0: Okay, now we're talking. Just throwing that, just throwing oh, no. that out there. Oh, no, I, I, Jim, the theme park's called The American Dream, and it's decrepit and run down, and they're trying to, you know, rustle it up and make it popular again, maybe.
1: Maybe we could work in some of your historical stuff, like in the rides in the theme
0: park. Maybe they have to dress up as the founding fathers because that's the theme of the theme park. It's a historical theme park. See, now we're cooking.
1: But who would ever go to that Exactly, because
0: it's (laughs) so it's all decrepit and run down, but they have to turn it around and make it work. Only one, like, the father or the mother really believes in this thing and, you know, marries someone, and then it's like, after they get married, it's like, by the way, we're going to run a theme park that I inherited just now.
1: But you know what, then? Um... The only reason why the theme park... But the theme park has to be kind of on an uptick, but the only reason why it's on an uptick is because of Hamilton, the popularity of Hamilton.
0: (laughs) Yes, and they hate that people come over and try to get them to rap. Like, the son who plays Hamilton is so annoyed. Or maybe he just gets hella chicks, I don't know. Uh, Maybe he's happy about it. Okay, no, look, this is it. This is the idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we get it all we just like an american we we have it all in this one i think um, well
1: okay then are we abandoning is this still a gay couple i mean i guess jim, it does, i guess it doesn't necessarily have to be
0: jim it's one of our shows there's going to be gay couples is the primary couple gay uh yes and they're going to face criticism for being gay and running a theme park called the american dream by you know racists and idiots who think that can't be gay in america and they run a theme park that's glorifying america but-
1: I also feel like they they, they face that same criticism in house. They they face that from people that feel like uh, from whether it be gay people or or special rights groups that feel like how can you support like. Because to the other side, like, the American Dream's bullshit. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is so So great
0: because everyone's going to hate their theme park except the people who like (laughs) Hamilton. And there's going to be – this is a sitcom, so there's going to be episodes and episodes where they try to get Lin-Manuel Miranda to show up. And they're, like, always talking about him, but he's never on screen until he finally makes an appearance in one of the episodes and the in-studio audience goes mad. I like it. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, because yeah, I mean, when we can't we can't forget the pursuit of happiness. That's mm. part of the American dream. It's in the Declaration of Independence.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, of course. And so they play that song, "The Pursuit of Happiness," all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's what you meant, right? Um. So <laughs> characters. Let's figure out these characters. I feel uh, a little bit. We have a couple. They're gay. Uh. So two guys or girls? What do you think? We did two girls last time. Well, not two girls, but a bunch of girls. Do we go, guys? What do you feel?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: I kind of want to go two guys because yeah, maybe we can... Oh, okay, Jim. We have to go two guys yeah. because then we can name the yeah. show the Founding Fathers. And they're, they have a family. Oh, uh, yes. You know? So it's absolutely. two guys.
1: <laughs> it is two guys. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's two men of color, I would say. Okay. Um but okay but how do we get in this situation then so they have children yeah
0: i mean they according to the brady bunch they have three children each uh, but maybe we'll scale that back just a little i don't know
1: yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be that maybe one of them does but i feel like one of them like of course i mean uh one of them can have adopted children but i feel like one of them maybe it's just he's found later in life like you know because sexuality's fluid mm. And he could be a divorcee. These are his, you know, his children from his previous wife. Makes sense. But he's, he, you know, uh, and, and it's not even like we're putting a label on it. It's not so much that, like, he was straight and now he's gay or he didn't know he was gay or he fought against it. It's not even like that. It's just that, you know, no, his wife, he loved his wife. You know, his wife passed away. Yeah. But now he met, you know, he met his new husband and it just is what it is. There's no exploit We don't have to have a dark backstory for it. It just it's it's a fluid thing. This is how it happens. Yeah. At least from his, from this one character's point of view.
0: I feel that one of them does inherit this theme park. You know. So and I oh
1: absolutely. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah. And yeah, and
0: so like one of them is all for it, and the other one is in love with this man, but maybe had a, like a big city job, and now they're moving out to run a theme park or something, and. Maybe he thought it would be great to leave his stressful big city job, but then, you know, he comes out here, maybe this other guy is from the countryside. I don't know why this theme park's in the countryside. I guess it makes sense, though, kind of, uh, that it's an mm. old... Like, it is obviously, like, from the 50s or even earlier, like, maybe early 1900s theme park that they're sort of trying to get back in, into shape again. So one city guy, one country guy, what do you think?
1: Well, but the thing is... uh how establishes this relationship when the show starts, are we seeing the budding relationship or is it already there together? Mm, I I mean, I guess in the Brady bunch, I think the Brady bunch, just the song tells you that they're together. And then when we start, they're already together. Step by step, as I said, on the other hand, even though step by step, we didn't pull from the hat, but it is a derivative (laughs) of Brady bunch does get a little bit more into the origin tale of this relationship. Um, Okay, I, I just feel like if we drop people in, are they going to get it? Are they going to understand what's going on here? Or maybe I guess it we we are like the Brady Bunch where we have a nice classic sitcom intro song that kind of explains to you what's going on.
0: I feel that the relationship is already a thing because we don't need it because we want it to be uh an upheaval for the characters or the the relationship maybe is like they've moved to this place and they're they're newlyweds, I think, uh, or just together, whatever. Um, but it's got to be like this is a new situation. The new situation shouldn't be the relationship necessarily. This is the, the big new step situation is taken. a theme park. Okay. Yeah,
1: you know what? No, I think you're. I think you're right. They are newlyweds. Yeah, and I think part of it is how like because I mean, not just here in United States of America, but I mean, all over the world, gay marriage is. Uh, because it's new here it's becoming new to other places it's still not a thing in in other countries and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so that can play a part into it because it's like I don't think the theme park comes in till like the end of the first episode like or towards the end because and I think part of the argument is like you know our American dream was the fact that we can be married now and it's like now like we almost owe it to this theme park (laughs) (laughs) To, you know, rebuild. And and honestly, I feel like the better stock uh, to play, because, I mean, obviously we'll be able to play up with the standard uh, homophobes and racists and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the better stock to play, at least overall theming, is the progressives thought of the American dream and how those people lost faith. And yes. it's more building that up by this ideal, and oh my god, because I really thought like, oh, Brady Bunch is already ideal, but we we have this LGBTQ couple, yeah. and they're like supporting it and uh, looking at it in an ideal way.
0: Yeah, no, I, exactly. They're revolution. They're they're revolutionizing the American dream. Uh, I would say. Yes. Now, let me just ask a couple of quick format questions before we get into the pilot here. It is obviously a sitcom. Um. I think it's filmed like in front of a live studio audience, like it's that kind of sitcom. It's not a single camera thing. What do you
1: think? No, I agree. I feel like we're going classic sitcom here. We have to if if we're if we're evoking the Brady Bunch when we pitch it, because see that's the thing of how like when we pull this shit from a hat, we're stuck with it. And (laughs) you know, we if we put The Office, then we could be like, oh, okay, this is a more modern take on a sitcom, multi-camera, but. No, where we, you know where blank meets blank, we're gonna hold true to what we feel the spirit of the the stupid raffle thing we pulled. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, great. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll get into the pilot, but I want to have a couple of things about these characters first. Um, so our one of the guys inherits this park. Uh, you said the park comes in, well, maybe we'll just get into the pilot. You said it comes in towards the end, but in a sitcom at the same time, I feel like it's the inside, like the speed of it has to like establish everything in the pilot in 20 minutes. So we have to have like, we have to see the sets, like we have to see the sets of the theme park and all of that in well, the first episode.
1: I don't think we do. Unfor- I, I, I'm I'm going a little different here. Mm. I feel like, yeah, we're going to get there. But maybe that's how we're—that's part of what we're subverting the genre with. Uh, I mean, we're going to get there where it's yes, these sets. But I'm just saying in the beginning. I feel like it has to play out. We're playing out off of like this, the newlywed aspect, and almost like it's almost a twist.
0: Okay. No, but look, <laughs> I, no I, I one see, saw it coming. I see. I see where you're coming from. But uh, coming from, but it is like in this format. I'm I'm pretty particular about the fact that we need to have the sets in the first episode. So my thinking is, they're on their honeymoon, and our guy who inherits the park brings his lover and husband to this park. And his husband is like, this is so ridiculous and silly. He doesn't know that... You know, it's in his family, so he brings him there as on their honeymoon. He's like, it's, maybe it starts with like him blindfolded, and he's like, uh, you know, oh, I'm gonna show you where we're going for our honeymoon. It takes it off, and it's this America theme park. It's like, oh, and we get lots of jokes out of that, and he just hates it. The twist then is, I've inherited this, and I want us to run it together. Like that's the twist we get, maybe.
1: But I was, I mean, and yeah, I think what you're, I think where you're going is probably better. Because I was feeling like he inherited from, like, a hateful uncle. That's even like that's great, old,
0: yes. <laughs> uh,
1: and, and, like, but on his deathbed or, or he's kind of turned around and, and it's part of his regrets. I guess it still works. We could still work it that way.
0: Okay, but look, no, but if we're doing that, I want this guy around, this hateful uncle. I don't want him dead. He can inherit it, ah. but the guy's around. He's like Junior in The Sopranos. He's there, you know? <laughs>
1: Okay, well, then here, wh- wh- what do we go with? If this character's around, then is it an Archie Bunker? I keep referencing that. You know Archie Bunker, right? Sure. Yeah, Archie. Is he From Archie? the Archies, is, right?
0: He's in <laughs> is he comics. Is
1: he an Archie Bunker-type character, or is he a, a hateful character that's turned around and is try- like, trying to prove he- that he's progressive now?
0: I think he's suffered uh horrible financial situations and he kind of okay. gets out of bankruptcy by moving it onto his relative who he kind of hates but then they like have to run it together somehow yeah like so I I think he is he's I an archie bunker I'm ta- I'm flipping a coin I assume that means he's genuinely bad I have no idea
1: Well archie bunker I mean it's all in the family and like he was he was like a curmudgeon character, but he would say stuff like "fag" and you know four eyes," and he was kind of racist. Right, so we can do but, one of those slurs. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was like kind of endearing in a weird way, and he would kind of learn. I mean, I guess like I I it's not like I watched a lot of All in the Family. I, it's very surface level what I know. People still enjoyed him. Like I think he's he was supposed to be more of a. Uh, like laugh at him but i think people laugh with him a little bit too much (laughs) yeah but that's what i mean like are we gonna use him for kind of cheap i mean obviously we're not gonna be like derogatory uh no but but, he's gonna
0: learn like yes but he's gonna be that guy but they're gonna grow to love each other duh like it's the american dream
1: (laughs) he he would do like he'll have little funny sideways glances when they're being like uh uh kind of lovey towards each other but you know but but then he like sticks up for his nephew to, like, his his shittier friend. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, his friend that's like him, but a little shittier. Yes. But then he's like, hey, you know, that's my nephew. <laughs> that's and I, that's and my I, family. Going back to it then, like, we're talking about uh, people of color for this. Uh, or is this an interracial couple?
0: That's what I felt all along, and I didn't want to say okay. it. But if you're going to say it, I think yes. I think... Uh, I fi- yeah, I think I, guess, that I feel like <laughs> sorry. The, go ahead.
1: Well, the characters are talking to us here, and I mean that, the characters <laughs> exactly. are telling us. We gotta what, listen. What, what, <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> All right, I'm with you on that.
0: So we have a widower. He's you know middle aged. I would say he has these kids. Uh, well, not me. well. We, we can figure out the exact age, but I've just been calling them widower, city husband, and curmudgeon uncle. Those are our three characters at the moment. I think city husband is a black lawyer. That's my first thought on it. I don't know what what do you think.
1: Maybe I I like it. Yeah. No, I like it. Well, and and now that I'm thinking that we have this uncle character, maybe he maybe that character doesn't have kids. Yeah, because we're kind of it's it's we're still doing Brady Bunch because it's more about hit the family he's bringing in is his uncle because we're playing with family tropes here. It doesn't have to be, uh. Oh, I'm a guy with kids. I'm a guy with kids, and now let's get together. You're right. You know, this is a blended family. Yeah. So, but, but it does, it, it could be, it could extend to that.
0: Yes. And the widower does have kids. We'll figure them out in a sec, but more importantly, yeah. the curmudgeon uncle, he gets along well with the kids somehow, or maybe he hates one of them yeah. and gets along with one of them or something like that. He becomes no, like I a th- grandpa to him.
1: I think it's very important that he does get along with the kids. Cause that's like a nice shortcut yeah. of you. You kind of have a shitty character. But when they're nice to kids, I mean, I'm thinking like Tony Soprano here, like cause he's <laughs> yeah. nice to animals. So it's yeah. like, ah, you know, <laughs> he does have a heart. So it's kind of I, I see it like that. And I think you're right. Like he's he's he kind of does hit it off with the kids. And maybe even that's a big part of um, why he's
0: doing this. Yeah, because yeah, it's legacy, Cause even
1: though. But even though he is, he related to the he's not related to the city lawyer with kids, though, right?
0: I think the widower is the one with the kids. The city lawyer doesn't have any kids. Ah, yes.
1: But uh, so, city lawyer, though, whose uncle is he? He's, oh no, he's uncle of the widower.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the widower. The widower's a white guy. His family has had this park for generations which makes sense yes. going back so the curmudgeon uncle is the one who's run it forever and uh run it into the ground basically like the rides will literally like he, there'll be jokes about how he's run it into the ground and they have what do you mean and then they point at the roller coaster that <laughs> literally just runs into the ground it's like i'm getting around to fixing that wow you want to see my bills oh.
1: well and also the dynamics are coming into play because it comes down to this curmudgeon uncle he's alone and you know, even with recently this widower whose wife passed away, it's things are coming into coming into focus that yeah. he's alone, and the fact that someone like uh, his nephew's wife could pass away, he wants family closer. It's part of, part of why he wants him there because he wants to be closer to the kids and have a better relationship. Even so much that he'll put up with his uh, homosexual Jim, marriage.
0: Jim, 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 yeah. Uh The curmudgeon uncle, here's what I think. The curmudgeon uncle, it was actually his niece that passed away. So he's married, like he ah, married okay. into the family. So it's That's not the widower inheriting it. Yeah. It's the kids. The kids get the ah, park.
1: Yes. <laughs> and what kid wouldn't be so excited to own a theme park, even a shitty one? Now it makes even more sense because it felt like a big hurdle yeah. was why they would go there.
0: <laughs> yes uh that's excellent even although i mean it would make more sense if he died and they actually had to do it but now he's kind of just he, we. he's maybe terminally ill or maybe he's i think maybe he like they think he's terminally ill or he says he is but it's like a joke towards the end of the first episode maybe that he just did this to get them there or maybe the the audience finds out but the characters don't find out that he's actually not sick at least not yet and he's like he just did this to get his family close to him, even though he acts all like a curmudgeon,
1: and dude, you know what you know what happens it, This is either the pilot or somewhere in the first season, yeah is uh put together lawyer actually helps the curmudgeon uncle with his law knowledge they to like get past like different bills or what they're trying to close the park because it is run down, yeah, but he like helps with the paperwork to make it like a you know national landmark or something like that to keep it like in the family yeah uh and that's kind of like and then like the curmudgeon uncle's like ah i respect you you know what i mean like you, you you know you you did well for me like you helped me out and, and i was nothing but a jerk to you you know maybe you're not so bad after all
0: yeah and then it's like oh and then he's like even though you're black and everyone laughs, <laughs> hysterically <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll fine tune the comedy for the 21st yeah. century, you know uh, But yeah, I really like this I think we have a bones of a pilot here It starts, I, I still think it starts with like a honeymoon That he's brought his husband on And like shows like, ta-da And it's like this awful theme park I think it is still running at this point um, But it's kind of running into the ground, like we said And they're staying at the hotel that's part of the theme park and that becomes their home, obviously, like they they're going to live there in the hotel that's all themed around like the founding fathers and, and all of this stuff. Uh, I'm going to get this in the show, Jim. You can't stop me. <laughs> and
1: well, and I, I, I don't mean to be jumping the gun too quickly here into casting, but is there anyone better than Danny DeVito for the uncle?
0: <laughs> no, I I, I, I can't imagine that there is.
1: Yeah, what you're saying is good, like they're visiting it uh, on the honeymoon and stuff like that, and he's trying to kind of break the news that it's something they want to do, and they want to um, kind of move there and help run the park, and we can work in because it's not so much that the the either all the kids or one of the kids, it's not so much that they're against um, their father marrying a man, it's just more the fact that their mom's not around anymore yeah. and someone is replacing their mom. Yeah. And it's kind of a step. Cause, cause again, getting the, the put together lawyer to kind of agree to this. Maybe it's because he wants to have that better bond with the kids as well and be like, look, I'm not replacing your mom, but I want to be part of your family. Yeah. And you know, like stuff like, like we can make it a little bit more tender, a little bit more sweet. Cause again, we're just kind of making it all make sense for the characters of how they leave like the the big city i guess yes and and Uh, go to this shitty uh theme park
0: i think maybe for the first few episodes he's worked like he's still working at the law firm so he's still trying to have he has a foot in each world and he eventually steps over fully
1: and i think there's great hijinks when he he's gonna obviously set up a practice but it's more in the country with like these like yes. white trash bumpkins and having to deal with those like clientele coming in and out and obviously they all live together wherever they are now yeah. like with the uncle and the kids and everything
0: speaking of bumpkins there's got to be like one guy uh, who does like all the jobs at the theme park you know one of these characters who's like an everyman and they can only they can't really afford to hire a lot of people so he oh, shows up perfect. doing like everything in the park and he's like the most bumpkin guy ever who's just like wait where? I just saw you over there like I do a lot of things around these parts and like <laughs> well and he, yeah he's it. trying to he's trying to do it in an old fashioned accent and he never admits that he's not Ben Franklin
1: <laughs> and I think he I, well and I feel like this would be a younger character as well even if he was playing Bren franklin or something because i feel like this person almost becomes a de facto adopted child as well like another piece of this blended family uh because as we like we get to play this wacky character for laughs a lot and then have that small emotional moment where it's like oh they have no one like this person has no one and it's like well you know you have us now because you live in the house <laughs> with the rest yes. of us,
0: <laughs> I, I love that. That he's he always stays in characters, but he's a country bumpkin, Ben Franklin, with a, like a, you know, he's always carrying around a kite, and he's a, mm-hmm. a, he's a real idiot, but he's so lovable and like says smart things, and he actually yeah gets them all together and does solve problems from time to time. This is all good stuff. I feel
1: now. I mean, I guess we'll we will we'll just have to cast uh, Jack McBrayer for this character, right? I mean, well, he's now not that we that got young, that young. I mean <laughs> yeah, he does look
0: very young still, but how old is he? I have no I I have no clue. Um we we could though. I mean let's do that for now and let's okay. actually name a couple of these characters, I yes. think. Yeah, let me um. That. So I just had a couple of names that came out of nowhere. Uh, the widower, first thing that came to mind was Bob. I don't know, how do you feel about Bob?
1: Uh yeah, I mean it's fine. Yeah, it should be do, kind of we could do literally any yeah. name. No, it's fine. It, yeah, it's just kinda like nondescript, non threatening. the yeah. Well And are we going to go with some... Well, no, because it's the niece. Because I was going to say, are they going to have some sort of Americanized family name? well, his kids...
0: The uncle definitely has, and the kids do, because they carried on that tradition. And she had, like, a name before passing away that was, you know, reminiscent.
1: Because, I mean, are we doing, like, a Washington-type thing here? Or, like, Lincoln or something like that? Bob Lincoln?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, but that wouldn't... I mean... That would, would he have taken her name then? Like in, no, that's, okay, what I meant, that's what
1: I was saying at first. I was like, oh, okay, but since it's the wife. But I, is it like, you know, oh, one of the first things she loved about me was my last name.
0: Or- <laughs> in that case, his name shouldn't be Bob. It should be like Doug. So it's Doug Lincoln or something like that. Something very like not dramatic for the uh-huh. first name. And-
1: or do we flip the script and, it, and we just go with the lawyer has the last name like that. Ooh, that's good. And it's a weird endearing thing that, or like it's this it's a weird uh, like kismet. Happenstance. Yeah. You know that he's part of it and, you know, stumbling in this, not by blood or, you know, he's Ray from Star Wars, you know, came from nothing.
0: (laughs) Well, can we call him uh, Lawrence Washington then? Yeah. Yeah, that works. And as far as the curmudgeon uncle, like, I wrote Cornelius, but I'm not sure about that one. What do you think Uh, we should name him?
1: hmm Cornelius uncle. like is that well that's his first name obviously right I'm trying to think that yeah, last name? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no, uh Cornelius it's a bit I mean what's his nickname yeah. they call him Corny or something because it would have yeah. I feel like if he had a name like that it's not like something regular in conversation of like ah Corny get down here you know, you spilled beer all over the floor again.
0: Yeah, and he started in the popcorn stands, and he worked his way up, uh, even though he was in the You know the what? Alley.
1: Yeah, Cornelius Corny for short. I'm with it. I'm with it now. <laughs> for the widower, just Bob whatever, I guess it doesn't. Should we just go Bob Smith? Is he the most, like, nondescript, fucking, you know, nothing yeah, guy? Yeah, let's do that, for He's sure. He's the audience um, surrogate, basically.
0: Now, about the kids, we haven't gotten into that. There's yeah. uh, just one kid or there's at least two
1: kids we may not need to go above the two kids uh we may not have to have three because we don't need to push it just to Mm -hmm. be like oh Brady Bunch had threes but I feel like two kids uh and and again like we have one that's kind of the adorbs kid he's so adorable Mm. so he's got to be you know between like three to five years old or whatever and he comes in and says like you know I made a duty or something (laughs) and then yeah. corny's yeah, like yeah. Uh, that's my boy <laughs> <laughs> although i'm
0: like eh. no he teaches him every time you make a duty you, or every time you have to go poo poo you say the english are coming <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah although yeah it was but we'd have to have one boy and one girl
0: well let's have the girl a bit older than because yeah. we have the country bumpkin who's a bit older than her so we have an adorable yes. five-year-old kid absolutely uh a tween girl what's her age
1: yeah i'd say yeah but like 12 or 13 because that puts yep. it right at like middle school uh, we don't well, want to be- grow
0: up we have to remember we have eight seasons yeah, of this exactly. like she's gonna go to college but not too soon um so let's say 12 year old girl how does she feel about everything going on in her life because it's pretty fucked well this uh, especially it's- for a teenage girl who lost her mother
1: yeah it's, it's perfect because it's not so much that she's hateful um as far as for, like, the, you know, that that her father's with a man, it's just the fact that she lost uh, a female figure and lost her mom and someone yeah. replacing her mom.
0: Like, she obviously has no mother figure. She comes here and, like, Cornelius and her get along. She, she's, he's like the grumpy uncle, as we've established, or great uncle. Um, and, yeah, it's, it. there's just guys everywhere because it's the founding fathers as well and the theme park and like women are oppressed like there are women characters in the theme park but they're actually like historically playing out the oppression of it, and this is not a great place to live and grow up, maybe. I mean, obviously, it's not real, but it's, like, annoying to be surrounded by it, maybe, and maybe she strikes up a friendship with... It's probably got to be at least another female character in this. We have very few at the moment.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, she'll have a friend, whether it be a local friend or someone from school, but this is perfect because it's also part of what her drive is to want to be you know, live out this wacky situation of being a kid that co-owns a theme park, but yeah. it's, you know, it plays into, yeah, she's a feminist character, and, and, you know, as part of, her mom used to even always talk about how she would love to have gone back and kind of fixed things up and had better representation at the park, uh, and she, so that I all, mean, it's she's fulfilling her mother's wish.
0: Yes, and she... She becomes maybe the CEO or something through like whatever. So, or at least the major stockholder. So she's actually there and in control of it. But she's she she wants to do it because it was her mother's. It's the legacy that she has of her mother. But it, she kind of hates it once she's there, I think, <laughs> as well. So she has to try to change it. And like she she is, I she's almost maybe doing it despite her father because his her father is making huge changes to their life and so she's like well i'm gonna go run this theme park now
1: uh i feel like for the name i mean betsy ross uh she's credited for making the first american flag i feel like her name has to be betsy like we're we're going there we're right absolutely
0: and she does not want to change it to betsy washington Although, what is Cornelius' last name? I guess we don't need to get into the details of it. We have Betsy. We have the adorable kid. What's his name? He, he should also have something like yeah, what's Franklin. A, what is his name? Yeah, yeah, Franklin. That's perfect. Maybe the older guy and him are like, no, I'm Ben Franklin. No, I'm Ben Franklin or whatever, because <laughs> it's actually his name. Um, yeah, this is excellent. The kids get to own the theme park. I think we have almost everything we need. I mean, going through the beats of the pilot, we start out, it's their honeymoon. And it's then revealed that it's not a great honeymoon place, and that's like the comedy of the first episode, is them like staying in this place, discovering all the weird stuff, having the worst honeymoon ever, and then maybe towards the middle of the episode, it's like, oh, can we go home now? And it's like uh this is home now which is a pretty big decision to make uh but then we get it we meet like they meet the crotchety old uncle or lawrence does the the new husband but without knowing they're related now and they do not get along yeah and then it's revealed that no you're actually uh related now and they get into like oh geez how is this gonna work out i'm not sure how the first episode ends though
1: <laughs> well no again i feel like it had like Lawrence's uh motivation for staying and kind of uprooting his own life is because he wants to be a father to Betsy and Franklin and especially he wants to have a better relationship with Betsy um and you know uh just with Bob he wants to make him happy and he knows how important it is to him and again like he comes through for Cornelius in some sort of like uh, you know, this place isn't up to code, you know, we're going to shut, we're going to shut it down or something like that. Yeah. And at first Lawrence is like, oh, this is, this is great. The, you know, this could work great for me. Then if they shut down the park, well, you can just go back home to our regular life. But then he like yeah. looks at his family, then he finds a, a legal loophole because he's a legal genius. And he's like, you know, actually blah, blah, blah. This is actually of uh, this should be a monument or. Uh, yeah. Whatever you know. That's perfect. Yeah.
0: No, this is protected because <laughs> yeah. of special laws about monuments. <laughs> exactly. And, like, yeah. He gets a protest going or something to protect it. Oh, I love that because it's going to be like throughout the first bi- half of the pilot, Lawrence is brought to a boiling point by how horrible this is, and like he's he's like ready to pack his bags and go home. But like even before he knows that this is his new life, and then it's kind of revealed that Corny is uh you know their uncle their uncle and and they're going to like run this place now and he's of course that's the worst thing maybe he's even the person who in the first part of the episode is like that's not up to code and oh maybe I should yeah. call someone about that and he yeah. gets an inspector in there so it is his fault but they don't know that um and then like he's he's brought to this point where i i think he sees the relationship between Betsy and Corny he sees that they have something that he wants to be part of. Like they have a positive relationship because all throughout the kids have been kind of snarky towards Lawrence because apparently they brought their kids on their honeymoon, by the way. I guess that's, you know, that's very uh, Brady Bunch, I I feel in a way because um, the whole family's in it. Um, so yeah, guy coming to shut it down, you're absolutely right. He goes into lawyer ninja mode and proves that, no, yeah, do, do this and this and this and that. And then uh, Bob's like, Oh, I can't believe you—you you decided y- y- to save it so we can stay here. And he's like, "Oh, right." <laughs> he was kind of just reacting based on seeing how sad they were and everything. But in the end, it's a good thing. And he, yeah, I—I I think that's the episode. That's yeah.
1: Great. Yeah, I think that's it. I—I I mean, that's a lot of plot for a sitcom, but I think we could make it work. Yeah. Uh, and I—no, the I, thing is, because it's just it, bang, bang, gets- bang, anyways. Yeah.
0: Yes, every good sitcom has a lot of plot in the first episode, Jim, and then there's no plot for 20 episodes, and then <laughs> some shit happens in the finale, like, that's how we gotta do this. Do you have any thoughts, like, vague structure the rest of the season? Because that's kind of how I feel, like, it's gonna be small issues with the park, trying to get it popular again, progressive people coming in, hating it, uh, non-progressive people coming in, hating it, a lot of stuff about Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, uh, yes. and all this other stuff we mentioned, we all get it in there, like, all those ideas are an episode in themselves.
1: Well, that's the good thing is that it's not like other shows. It's more about, I mean, that's why we're spending so much time laying out the, um, just the situation itself and kind of the hoops you have to jump through to get there. Uh, it's not about setting up these long-term storylines. I mean, there's, like we said, there's broad strokes and we kind of touched upon a lot of them. Uh, and we play around with the theme again of the American dream. Is that the name of the park? Is it called the American dream? The show is called the founding fathers.
0: Yeah yeah, I think it's called the american dream, the 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 park. Uh, and there's a bit at the start where you like let like go to sleep. It's like a bit of a tour, like, oh, go to sleep and then you wake up in the past. like that's the concept. That's why it's called the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, oh, that's great. <laughs> so as far as season two and so on, like, do we need to lay any of that out as far as it's how it's going to develop? Of course, they actually, like by the end of season two, uh, like Cornelius, And the family, like, they're going to be the tightest family ever. They're going to be, like, the best of friends. But it's going to take us time to get there. It's going to be slow, incremental stuff through these episodes because it's a sitcom. That's how we're going to do it. And it's going to be heartwarming. And it's going to be the American dream.
1: Yeah, because I don't think we need to really um, play out too much. Yeah, it's going to be kind of the back and forth. And I mean, when we have moments where it seems like... uh, Everything is copacetic. There'll be a few monkey wrenches we throw in. Uh, whether it be like, you know, Cornelius fucks something up, uh, what are we gonna do? Lawrence gets him out of a gets him out of a, you know, a jam. Maybe, you know, there's a point where maybe Lawrence gets a great offer and then wants to maybe kind of give up this whole theme park nonsense. Here hey, we you know, we're yeah. in season three or something, and it's like, you know, this is an offer I can't refuse, and maybe even play with that for a little bit where he tries to be uh like a uh what's it called? Like a more in transit or, or like not not quite a stay at home dad where he's spending time in the city and then trying mm-hmm. to balance that with his family life and how that works out on the relationship. Cause the thing with the sitcom, at least the sitcom we're going for when we're talking Brady Bunch, most things have to be very static. Like you said, we have these yeah. sets. We're just playing around in these sets. Every now and then we throw a few multi-episode uh, small arcs in that seem like things are being shaken up, but we're going to get back to where we were.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, it's such a great place to set it, I think, a theme park, because you have inherent, inherent like sets of like, or like one set that has the hotel where they're staying, like, that's basically the whole first scene. They can look out the window and see the roller coaster. We obviously don't build it. We don't have a cash yeah. for that. We'll, so so it's like that is the set is the hotel that's in this old school style. And it it's very dusty and shitty and everything. And that's where most of this happens. Maybe we'll have, you know, the school and things like that because the kids got to start at a new school and everything along those lines. Um, so let's uh, fancy cast it. We have Danny yeah. DeVito for the uncle, of course. Absolutely. Feel tricky. I'm not sure, Uh, I mean, like, for once, we're not going to go Donald Glover for the black man (laughs) in this, because Mm -hmm. we we want someone who's straight-laced, I feel, someone who's uptight kind of feeling, with, with, like, nice striped shirts that he's always wearing, you know, and they're probably in their 30s, right, or late 30s, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, either, yeah, either uh, mid-30s to even early 40s, I'd say. I mean, and yeah, yes. even though they're a straight laced character, because I was even I was looking at it like you could still get maybe a Wayans or something like that, one of the Wayans guys, because it's still a sitcom. So like the, the mm. straight laced sitcom is usually yeah. still probably a comedian type guy. I mean, I do like Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is definitely uh, an option. Mackay Pfeiffer is an option. What about uh like Key and Peele, one of them. Ooh, Keegan? I mean cuz we're yeah. not getting we're not getting Jordan Peel. He fucking he took off on a rocket <laughs> ship. Even <laughs> though everyone thought Michael Keegan would be the be the breakout uh but nope, it was Jordan Peel.
0: Can we get Keegan Michael Key? Keegan Michael uh, Key.
1: I mean, he's a little older, but he could play he's probably playing a little younger here. Uh I mean, cuz yeah. he's 47, but that's not too bad. I feel Keegan Michael K is perfect. Yes. Because he I agree. can he can play the funny but he also, he can wear a suit and play the straight man, yeah, uh, really well. That's actually fucking perfect casting.
0: Yeah, I did it for once. It's usually <laughs> you throwing out these ones, uh, right? So we got key.
1: Oh my god, Danny DeVito and uh, Keegan Michael Key playing off each other—that's great. Uh, That's... Let's see, because yeah, I mean the Bob. Uh, to be fair to uh, to us as well, the Bob Smith character, we've kind of underwritten him a little bit. Uh, yeah, We've true. given a lot more to uh, Lawrence and Corny, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's, that's not out of the ordinary for a sitcom, especially in the beginning, because he is more playing, he's playing everyone to everyone. You know what I mean? He's playing the, uh, the, 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 the concerned dad, the, the, the sad widow to his extended family, like. He's playing someone to Cornelius, he's playing someone to his kids, and then he's playing someone to his new husband. So he kind of has to be the Bob... I mean, it's not Bob Saget, but we're looking at a Bob Saget type. If you look at Full House, uh, Danny Tanner is just the guy standing around while everyone's doing crazy stuff, especially in the beginning. So it's all right that his character is like that, but I'm trying to... Who would we get? Uh, Pete
0: Holmes... uh is a guy he has a face that kind of looks classic
1: sitcom smiley Pete Holmes, guy that's that is you know what I'm not a big fan of Pete Holmes but I feel yeah. like you nailed it I don't know how you just pulled Pete Holmes out of your ass but <laughs> yeah I'm getting did better you google, at this <laughs> Did you google modern day Bob Saget?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I googled male white comedians <laughs> <laughs> that's how I did it. Seth Galifianakis also came up, but I don't think uh, He's that's a too the edgy. vibe we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pete Holmes, yeah, because he, I, we, I, I, I just saw his face and I was like, I remember that guy. He's got that classic sitcom face that he could be like a guy in a sitcom. So the rest of the characters, I mean, we don't need to cast Betsy or the even younger kid that we didn't even name, or no, Franklin. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, we don't Franklin. need to cast them. They're going to be unknowns, uh, yeah. or you know, YouTubers, whatever. We'll let Ye- the casting agency figure it out.
1: Well, and I guess, well, what about, are we going to stick with the other guy from 30 Rock? Let's see if we can, maybe, can we beat that?
0: Yeah, let's see if there's another. Jack I cannot think of a better bumpkin. Who?
1: I'm just thinking of the guy's real name. He's Jack McBriar, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? We should probably get Eric Andre for that part, even though he is a little older, too. But he'd be
0: like, it's fine because he be, could be like adopted in the sense that he's mentally a teenager, maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, so he's he becomes it's it makes the family more interesting and fun and weird. I'm fine with that. Can you imagine him dressed up as various historical figures? Yeah, like, it's
1: perfect. I mean, I, this yeah. is the most perfectly casted sitcom <laughs> in the history of whether it be made or unmade sitcoms i mean this one's getting made obviously jim i gotta say like i was worried i
0: was sweating there for a bit uh but i'm yeah, we're so, stumbling
1: at the beginning for sure
0: it ha- it's almost like whenever that happens it's like it's it's like a promise that once we hit it we're gonna nail it because i knew i was throwing shit against the wall there when when i was like what if they're all uh you know uh cowboys <laughs> uh and then you came in with the clutch Uh, they're a theme park yes of course thank you Jim you set us down the right path and I believe we have it
1: I gotta give props to you for not giving up on your historical angle because I did not think that was gonna work at all but once (laughs) everything started falling in place like we said the characters start telling you what's going on and it's like we're just the vessel uh, for this story that needs to get out there
0: Yes, much like the Founding Fathers had the spirit of America speaking through them, we have the spirit of great television. The golden age of television commutes through us. It's prophets, Jim. And we have finished another sermon here at Blank Meets Blank. Look forward to Founding Fathers coming to ABC this fall. And I I am really excited about it. I'm happy with this one. Um, Anything else we want to add to it? Or do we just say that you can leave a review on iTunes? You can leave a review on iTunes. Tell us something to add to the hat something yeah. for the Hollywood hat and something for the crazy hat we'll put it in there and if we draw out your thing we'll t- we'll read out your name on it as well so uh go ahead and do that five stars preferably but you know it doesn't really matter we're not making money off podcasts <laughs> we're making money off television clearly
1: absolutely thanks everybody